0: Welcome to the Healing the City podcast. The following podcast is a conversation between Pastor Eric Seepin and his father, John Seepin. This series is called Forged in the Fire. Welcome to Healing the City podcast with Eric Seepin and my dad, John Seepin. How are you doing, Dad? Good morning, Eric. Yeah, just caught up, huh? You said you were <laughs> slow, to, slow to rising. Slow to rising this morning. Uh, yeah, anyway. You got your coffee though. Is yeah. that is that Labuzz coffee? Le
1: Buzz coffee. Yeah.
0: That's uh Is it because it's close to your house or is it because you like it? Uh both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people don't like le Buzz. I like their coffee a lot. It tastes good. Yeah, it is good. So is this uh
1: are they gonna reimburse us for this commercial or
0: Yeah, no, I, I think well, we just do a series of them and then make them listen and they can pay us for them. (laughs) yeah no I don't think LaBuzz needs any any uh, commercials no they They are always packed I have to get there really early that's true to to actually get a seat yeah that's true
1: yeah that's good
0: yeah so what's been up in your life we we haven't done a podcast in two weeks (sighs) yeah (laughs) it snowed today
1: (laughs) yes I woke up and I was driving out of the complex and I noticed snow in front of one vehicle. And I thought well, maybe they went up to Mount Lemmon or something. And I, until I drove out here in front of the church, and I thought, you have, uh, there's a, I don't know what it is, a pickup uh, this week of uh,
0: junk yeah, stuff. Yeah. And the it's all, it's, brush and
1: Bulky, it's called. Oh, Brush and Bulky coming and there's snow all over. And I yeah. thought, oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. All of everybody's pile of, of uh, weeds and throwaways have snow all over them which is weird in tucson for those people who are not in tucson
1: right well here we are february snow
0: february snow yeah, yeah. i i you know we all remember all the snows we do that's how it works yeah and you're, if you're a kid and you grew up in tucson you definitely remember yeah. the snows they're the big easter snows we've had like two of them i think yeah well, i remember one at our
1: old home on Bryn Mawr. yeah yeah yeah, and then when I was coaching varsity swimming at Palo Verde High School, um, I believe it was 1976. We were swimming. Eh, I can't remember who we were swimming. It doesn't matter. But it it was um, it was a, a, a I think a Friday meet, and all of a sudden it just you felt this cold coming in, and boom! I think we we got the 200 medley relay. Out of the way, swam that, and all of a sudden it just really snowed. And I, uh, that's back when we were living, you were a little guy on uh, Benton Street. Yeah. And I had the old 122S Volvo. Ran out of gas on the way home.
0: Had In to, the snow? Yeah. Oh I God's walked I walked from
1: Craycroft and uh, Fifth Street to uh, down to. Benton Street, right. and uh, I don't know, that may have been only a, a mile and a half, maybe. In the snow? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, that was one snow. Like, obviously, the meet was canceled. I mean, everyone just exited uh, the pool area and were gone. I mean, that just came over that mountains and just blasted. I'll have to look it up to get the exact date, but.
0: Interesting. In March. Yeah. Early March. Wow. Yeah, so I, we didn't get to see the snow today. It snowed in Easter, of I don't know what was, when that was. It had to be before 2009. Um, I, but Ashton remembers it because we had a big snow fight in the parking lot after service. Oh. And I also put a snowball down the back of her shirt and she uh, she remembers that. <laughs> yes. She she will continue to remind me of that until I die, I suspect. Yeah. And then long after. Yeah, so today I had two ideas. Uh well, last week, we or two weeks ago, we talked about maybe chatting a little bit about your Vietnam experience, um, and then I was talking to uh, Michael Kuzno, and he said that it would be interesting to hear you unpack uh, the idea of vows and how vows impact our life, you know, and in, in the sense of the vows we make. Um, and so, but I don't know, I, I know, I've thrown this all at you, all at once, I'm sure you, you haven't thought much about it at the moment, but uh, which would you, we could combine them, and and. Do those together? Well, they would have to be two different things. Uh, when I went to Vietnam, I, I was not a follower
1: of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that would be very different. And talking about breaking vows, I, I find that quite um, not intriguing, but that's God speaking, because um, let's enter this. This will be quite personal. you want to do the vow one? Well, it's going to be quite personal because I, uh,
0: yeah let's go there dad let's do it
1: yeah well here we are this is going to be quite personal for john seepin um i struggle very much with and without making no excuses here but uh, i is very difficult for me to walk in powerlessness and um what would be the other word eric um Feeling helpless? So. Helpless, powerless, uh, ness, and in, in fact, uh, I was thinking this morning that I, to be very quite honest, it must be engineered by the Holy Spirit here, that <clears throat> when I get home and I'm just going to pray with um, my dear wife, Patty, and uh, I was going to enter that. Today? Today. Oh, wow. So I, well,
0: this podcast could be the prep for you.
1: <laughs> no, it really is. I've been having a hard time. Um, and, and that sounds terrible. It's, it, it's terrible. It, 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 the demand that I I do not walk in powerlessness, I mean, I, I, I don't like that. Sure. I, and let me give you a couple examples. I mean, yeah, like can you kind
0: of unpack some of this for us?
1: Well, A couple things. We're going through a difficult time in the family. I don't want to no. I don't on a podcast get into that, but not with with mom and I. But some things going on in our family that I have no control over. I, I I I I guess I would use the word do I fantasize or that goes through my mind? This is what I need to do, and I image it, and I'm going to do this, and I'm gonna I'm going to move in this direction. I'm going to take. I'm going to marshal people who can help. I'm going to do this, and we're going to do this, and and here comes the army, and we're going to overrun you. And you know, you will. I will be in charge. I will not be in charge, but and I'll, I will not be powerless. I will not be powerless. And so, where's God in that? And so, in all my reading and, and times along with God, it, it's 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 a theme between God and I. And it's like what I'm hearing is is be still. Just be still and trust me. And I remember Larry Crabb at the end of seminary, he meant, he <laughs> much like him, dear Larry, um, he said, Let me just give you a summary of the whole year. I thought, Oh, okay. You know, this will, you know, maybe he can do this. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard, but, and uh, he just said, Trust and obey. You guys have a great day. You know, we'll see you. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I—that's been on my mind. Uh, we do a uh, a mentoring time. I'm actually, helping a young couple, especially the, the husband, to walk into becoming more. I, I use the word proficient or being able to really help others using soul care. So that—that's once a week. We listen to his tapes of the group that he's leading, and he's meeting with uh, uh, a gentleman. Uh, from um the church, and so we're there and I'm last night it some things came up and i i i not with them, but it it has to do with and it, people bullying other people, especially intellectually hmm. and it makes me I get really angry hmm. and i I want to um
0: um marshal the troops and go over no, and I want I, I
1: definitely want to say, you know, let me just help you guys understand if you, here's a stack of, of research. Uh, when you read this, come talk to me. But when I see some people who are very intellectual, very smart, bully someone who who's, doesn't have a good, you know, God didn't give them a great capacity, and maybe a more simple person in how they might just say contemptuous things I, I get really upset and that that happened recently and because of confidentiality issues i can't really do no, anything sir. with that right. i mean i can't go into the details about that but i here i am and and it's interesting god understand this when you bring up breaking of vows i mean it's hitting me really smack in the face today because here i am coming to meet with you i would rather talk about my Vietnam experience and then talk about this. But I believe God is saying, look, I want to make this real clear to you. <laughs> here you are with your son and it is, it, I'm, I'm sitting here quite, uh, wow, I'm really, uh, I am i don't know, I, I, I would hope I would be humble. I am sitting here quite moving toward humility with you and somewhat, is it embarrassed? I don't. Here I am on a podcast. Yes. I mean, and we talk about breaking vows, and so, so yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead.
0: No, I was just wondering if you could kind of talk a little bit about what vows look like and how they're why it's significant in this these stories to you. And
1: it's significant because,
0: <clears throat> excuse me,
1: that's a no-no when you're on on air. I remember being on air at. Uh, my little radio program I did and I, you can't sneeze. You can't do anything, but, uh, I know I'm getting sidetracked. The, my not wanting to be powerless and I would bring in anger has caused untold damage in a lot of situations. And, uh, it is a, it has been, and I'm praying that and I think there is a point in time when you reach that point, like, before, the, before I put my head down on the pillow tonight, I need to really come before the throne of God. And um, um, breaking the vow is, is about humility, James 4, uh, I think 7, maybe a little bit. You know, it's humble yourself hmm. before God and resist the devil. Hmm. Draw, you know, resist the devil. Draw near to God, and so that it, it, it may sound formularic, but it, the humility is is I am not that. It honestly, is the confession before God of. I am not God. And I, so that is like an idol. Mm-hmm. That is like, so breaking a vow is like, I'm going to be, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to do it, the song, my way. <laughs> right. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not my thing, but I'm, I'm not going to bow my knee to that. I will remain, I will not have that horrible, horrible feeling of helplessness.
0: Uh, that, that's so. The vow is this commitment to not experience for you. It, I think for anybody. Yeah. Yes, but we're talking about yeah, me. Yeah, the, <laughs> the horrible helplessness,
1: it, uh, and it's a horrible feeling.
0: Yeah. I and you don't want it. No, I don't want it at all.
1: I mean, I will. I've done. I've done that in our
0: relationship. Sure, sure. And uh, it, it had a lot of collateral damage. Well, it, these things do. I mean, I, I'm wondering, like, if I'm thinking through vows in my life, is a good starting place to say the places where I have said I will not feel X or I will not experience X or I will not be put in this position is is, a, is what you're kind of talking about. right? Um, before, I really do want to explore kind of what, what you think God's calling you into and what he's asking you for. But I am also curious if you could play, uh, kind of talk through a little bit about what happens spiritually when you make vows and why they have to be broken. Like, what's what's the why? Why use this dramatic language of breaking a vow and, and something like that?
1: Whew. Well, for one thing, um, there's a break in fellowship with God, and there's a break in in connecting with others. Uh, it began to operate outside of God's plans impact on others especially i'm an older guy and people look at me and oh, i guess that's okay for mm-hmm. a john and john Seepan over there it's okay to to uh, bust through bust down doors and all that and
0: and you're talking metaphorically yes <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you kind of i mean i don't know your capacity to bust down a door anymore dad <laughs> well i have once. but i know what you mean yes <laughs> um
1: y- y- you 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 can't. I mean, busting down doors. And what I mean is going in, and you, it you really hurt other people. Um, you you begin. It, it becomes a very you become driven. It's it's driven. Um, in the scriptures, don't let anything master you. Mm-hmm. I would say, except the love of Christ and and His kingdom, and um, that it, it, you become a renegade in the kingdom of yeah. God. Yeah. And you become like a um, a rogue person, but you're in the kingdom, and, and you're and and you're causing you're bringing about havoc.
0: So you're in the kingdom, but you're not under submission to the king. That's a good
1: a good point. And so here I am running around the streets, you know. And God, um, I'll be honest with you, Eric. Uh, I mean, even this morning when you say well, this is what we're going to talk about, I'm thinking well, on the way over, I'm thinking when I get home. Later today, when everybody gets moving in the household, I, I cannot take another step. And, and whatever time it takes to walk through and to break that uh, vow, it, it is a submission. It is bowing my knee. It is bending before God. But it does, yes, it it you don't operate in— God has a difficult time— Not difficult. I mean, you're not you're not in submission. So things you do and the damage you cause to the kingdom and the pain and hurt that's caused to others is um, because of the cross of Christ. Yes, there
0: can be healing, but there's damage. Hmm. So, Mom used to say, she probably still does, but when talking about vows that. When you make a Valok, I will never feel that again, that the enemy says that he'll help you with that. Right? And, yes. And and so sometimes that looks like a, giving you a sense of power. Right. And so part of the breaking is that there is an agreement made with the enemy in a sense, right? There is, absolutely.
1: Yeah. There's an agreement made. I'll help you with this. I'll give you what you need here. You're now going to be... I'm your master. Yeah, and and we go along with that. I go along. I've gone along with that, and so this issue is um, it's uh, to be still. Yeah, you know it, the issue is be still and know that I am God. Yeah. crab, trust and obey. This sounds very simple, but. No, I I don't know. You're not working fast enough, and right. I may go to my grave, and these things may not be made right. Right. And there will not be, you know, yes, there won't thinking. be justice. Right. And it, justice at all. What kind of justice? Justice in the natural world or justice in the kingdom of God, which right. we talked about a little bit about going to the supernatural. Right. I mean, we, we become a natural man, albeit saved, uh, by God's grace and mercy, right. but not to walk with God is, yeah. uh, is, is grieving. It says in, you know, Ephesians 430, grieve not the spirit of God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like at the village, we, you know, I have been talking about this as, you know, eternal life is, is, uh, uh, forever animation, like mm-hmm. the word that's used there is for life is animation. And so, when you before you step into the kingdom of God, you are a zombie, right? You are there. There's nothing alive about you. When you are in the kingdom, you are animated, but you have a choice to live like a zombie. you see in Colossians three. Paul is continually saying, like, don't live this way, but clothe yourself this way. So there's a way of living in the kingdom and a temptation to live in the enemy's kingdom's value systems the way that you used to. Don't live like the Gentiles do, given to their passions, given to their um, their desires. You know, there's, a, there's a, a call to not make those vows. What I'm curious about is that these vows didn't just come up recently. <laughs> these are vows you made that you live in, right? That you have continued, like that. There was times in your life where you said, "That experience, I can't handle it. I can't have. I can't have that hopeless of an experience ever again. Like that's not going to happen to me." I'm, I'm I know we're on podcast. I'm just curious. Does does that resonate? And are there places? Was there a place where you really just said, "Nope, like I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not ever feeling hopeless like that again." Um.
1: Yeah, I uh, good question. I mean, not good question, but it's uh, are there places I'm thinking through. We're going back in like the personal narrative where one might feel, you know, where I would feel where I have felt the powerlessness and uh, inability to. So I, I one thing that comes to mind, and I just go with what comes to mind was a, a long term relationship with uh, a young woman from Germany
0: uh when i was um uh, how old were you? you remember 18 18 years old i met her and uh, it's so crazy how so many of these formation things happen in our young adult life and uh we were quite
1: close um she was older than me by 4 or 5 years but three years or so in, in a reformative time and being in college, being at at, at, at Youngstown college then now it's Youngstown state university, but it, um, when she decided to go back to Germany and told me that, I mean, there was a sense of complete powerlessness. I mean, it's like, you know, not wanting that to happen. You, uh, and it, it happens, and then you know, there's the powerlessness and all that that that, that goes along with that. that. That's one thing that comes to mind. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, I mean, I, I think of that. I think of. Um, I'm just trying to think of places where. I mean, obviously the things currently in my life. Um, but in the in my narrative, I'm, I'm trying to. To think, even as a little boy, um, uh, it's hard to come up with what I did with things. Um,
0: I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, no, it's, that's okay. I, I can, you know, it's like, uh, for for me, when I think about it, it's interesting that I think like a lot of people, all, all of us, there is, when we feel, feeling hopeless and feeling powerless is, is a devastating kind of experience. And um, it, it's really formative, and we do tend to make vows out of that, historically, not just you. Like, this is something we all do. And uh, I think when I look back to my childhood and even my struggle uh, to really stay regularly as an adult engaged with my medical health and with doctors comes from a moment in a locker room in a mass you know uh physical where there was a lot of humiliation and then and so i remember saying i'll never feel that way walking away from sports because of it um but then every subsequent doctor's appointment was produced even more hopeless experiences and so it was as if the enemy is like you know, I will help you with this by reinforcing that this is not a safe place for you to be in, ever. And so avoidance is the best, you know, medicine. Um, you know, and I saw that shaped a narrative of how I understood myself and what I was going to do and the way I, I could, you know, you know, and avoidance became a really easy way to deal with a lot of things in life. And a lot of it comes back to that, to that vow of saying, hey, I'm never going to feel this way. The best way to get... To stay away from this is just avoid it. Like you just don't do it, you know and like don't don't go there. Um, and then you don't have to deal with it. Uh and that so when I think about spiritual deal, that was though people think oh avoidance that's a normal thing that people do to deal with those experiences. Yes, but for me and for most of us, I'm making a, a, a deal with the enemy. Like I'm I'm gaining something and he's gaining something. Right. And and and, and so He's it's, gaining like, access to to you and to my story and how i'm going to tell my story right and And, and and, how it impacts others around you mm -hmm. and where it's going to fit and yeah in the kingdom like where jesus is gonna be in the redemption of those processes um yeah so
1: anyway yeah i I, I, one one yeah i mean one thought comes to mind when we were team leaders with the navigators at a, a navigator training uh program in the um trying to think, in New Mexico, uh, Gallup, New Mexico, at the Rehoboth Mission, and I was very young in the Lord, but I was a team leader there, and there were people around me that were they were younger, but they they walked with God a lot longer. But I remember trying to, you know, I was going to, I guess, assigned to lead singing, and that's one of the big things that, around the Navigator. And so I was... You were, hor- you were signed to lead
0: singing. Well, I don't even
1: know this story. You and so there's me. everybody in the room, and, and all the, they're all young collegians. And I'm this guy who's 29, yeah, Vietnam vet. But I mean, I, I'm just really raw, young in the Lord. I, You know, I mean, I, I've i done all the things. The Navigators thought I was ready to do things. But I, no one ever taught me. And I kind of looked and... And so I don't even, I don't even like I, when you lead singing. There's a way to keep time and do that, and it was horrible. And, and and the group of people were laughing at me.
0: Oh wow! And I
1: thought, oh my! I came away from that going, I'm not going to do that. And so, wow! Dude. Putting myself out to people is still, you know, if someone asks me to do something, I I, I can come on board and do pretty well at that. But to initiate. And that's been a, another struggle. So it is a sense of, like, what can I do? Um, that's that's a painful, uh, painful time. Um, right. But I think we've talked before. Some things come to mind about my dad and I that when I said to him in the spring of my uh, senior year in high school, 1960, what do you think about, maybe I shared this in the podcast, mm-hmm. I don't know, the, what do you it. think about, me going to college, and he he said we're looking out the window onto the front yard um, in the kitchen. It's kind of yeah, yeah. I hey, whatever you decide, I'm I'm with you. I'm for you. I was hoping for some conversation, and it was like, hey, I'm I've got to get to work. Um, make sure the grass is cut. Make sure things are done. You know, that was it. And so does that relate to being, it's like, I'm a 18 year old soon to graduate from high school. And I had, there was that, that, that feeling is horrible. It's like, I, I, the, the longing in my heart was, Hey, could we just talk about this? And there wasn't that connection. Right. And so there was a helpless feeling of just, I'm on my own, uh, I guess I don't know what, and so I'm paralyzed. right. And I think you know the story that summer at Camp Fitch. Uh, I think maybe that summer I may have been we shared the waterfront directorship anyway. Uh, one of my dear friends who passed away, Rich Simon, we stayed on to do uh, family camp and make a little extra money. And we also stayed on to, to wash dishes. Which were a lot of them, for Youngstown College football team. That's where they did their preseason. Okay, and he was saying to me, and he didn't, you know, he said, "What are you doing? You know, you gonna where are you going? You gonna go to school next year? You gonna college somewhere?" And I said, "I have no idea what I'm doing," and I'm not gonna swear on the podcast and say what he said, but. Uh, you know, get your butt up on that hill and go talk to the to the registration people because they're coming up from Youngstown College and they're going to register the football team for classes. And you get your butt up there now. When I was afraid of him, he was like a father, two years older than me, and uh, he's the guy who said I was a wimp and yeah, yeah, made me climb the rope and from you know the floor and then you know rendered me unconscious in in the in the dojo room uh because he thought i was a wimp and we had you know he was a judo guy and i just you know i i did i mean i literally ran up the hill and you know and they said yeah you can register with us and that's how i went to college i mean i was so god looked out for me but there was a sense of just i'm on my own as a young guy and
0: and you got to figure it out. Yeah, I
1: have to figure everything out, and, and that, that's a horrible feeling. It is. So I think there's some, I will get, you know, I won't be there. I will figure things out. Or, And I become a, somewhat of a champion for people who are bullied and other people stepping on other people, mm-hmm. and I, I don't like that. In fact, right now I can even feel it toward, I mean, I'm just like, whoa. You know, why do you want to do that to these, these, these weaker people? That all sounds very noble. But in reality, for me, when I move in that without, without God walking, I mean, you know,
0: without the grace of Jesus,
1: without walking with that, with with Jesus into those things, Mm -hmm. or Him saying, "You just be still," and I am hearing that, I just Mm. do not do that, and I've disobeyed that at times. A number of times and so it we think of the sin of the action but it, it, you know just the imaginings in my mind of what I'm going to do that is sinful mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going through the scenario in preparation and how I'm going to do this and what I'm going to do and, and there's a sense of power mm. and in those moments I'm not walking with God at all mm. I'm walking in I'm walking with I'm walking with Satan in his dark glory, and and there's something about the dark glory of Satan. He 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 desires deeply glory, but he he lives with his dark glory, and somehow it's insidious. It's uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and I think we were talking about the James passage, but. 4 7 says so humble yourselves before God resist the devil and he will flee from mm-hmm. you and come close to God and God will come close to you and I, is that a model is that a, it's a it, good model yeah. it is a good model and that's yeah so this discussion this morning is quite personal and um, I pray it might be helpful for some who listen I'm not saying we're closing it down but I'm not sure where you want to go at this point
0: no i, I... This has been really good. I I think maybe just from a practical sense I would I would ask if you could kind of maybe in a simple way flush out how you go through the process um, because I think it's been pretty clear that that ways that vows tend to rest in our anxieties and in particular in the space that you're talking about about feeling hopeless and in places where we're say, we can identify them very quickly by the place we've said, I will never X, I'll right. never experience this. But the process of resisting the devil and coming close to God takes some intentional steps. And I'm wondering if you could just, I mean, obviously you've, you've explained a few for yourself, but not everyone can go home to mom or to my dear wife or, or they don't how do you kind of walk through this process above breaking a vow and stepping into being still? And I think part of it is, part of it
1: is in it's prayer. It's bowing a knee and prayer and coming and the thing you fear most, the thing that it it that I fear most, like what if in this case there's never gonna be resolution with these guys who are bullied other people, or people who bully other people, and I—that's I, one thing. Or in my own case, that that I'm going to. St- I mean, what I fear most that I don't want to happen, I need to bow my knee to that, and that may be what God's asking. That that the very thing I fear most might happen. Yeah. Am I willing to do that? Yeah. An example from Scripture: When Jacob. Yes. Dear Jacob, I mean, you know, his boys come back and hey, there's this there's this fearsome leader in, you know, in Egypt and we're going to need to bring Benjamin back. And we're going to, you know, and they're keeping they're keeping uh Simeon. And Jacob is really troubled. I he but he goes through all the scenario. Okay, f- finally he says, "Yeah, but Okay, we'll we'll do that and bring gifts and but then he, he there's a little statement there and, and I forget uh, Genesis 4, uh, 43, 44. he finally bows his knee to you know what I may lose my son so be it. There's a, a he can miss it if you don't read carefully. There's this surrender. Mm. Am I willing to surrender? To God, what I, 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 I don't want to happen, and that it might happen. Mm. And that is very fearful. Yeah. And so that's one thing to acknowledge if that's your will, I submit myself to that. Mm. And there is a rebuking of, of Satan verbally, and there are some who theologically struggle with this. I can go on a whole history of how dealing with Satan has been so minimized within the evangelical world. And in my history, although I'll just bring up Hal Lindsey, the late great planet, planet Earth, Satan is alive and well. He brought to the Christian community the fact that, you know, We need to understand a little bit about our enemy. And I think he he went out on a limb, and the enemy came after him strong. And so we minimize. We minimize our enemy. Mm -hmm. And so if we can bring in, when you're in a combat zone, uh, you have daily briefings. And one of the things is the enemy situation. And I think John Eldridge in his book, uh, uh, Waking the Dead, it's a good read. There are parts of it that, uh, there's some things I struggle with there, but the big thing is, is hey, we have an enemy. Wake up, Mm -hmm. wake up. I mean, and so rebuking the enemy verbally, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. You no longer are my master in this. You know, I send you away to sit at the feet of Jesus, mm. bow your knee to Him, mm. and I. So there's a verbal, there's an acknowledgement of 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 total surrender. There's a rebuking, resisting. That's an interesting thing. I've ever preached on that. Um, yeah, what does resisting look like? resisting means that their sparks are going to fly. This isn't just like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's a battle and you can't do it alone. Right. You have to do this in community.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree with you.
1: And then we, and then I think a verbal statement, I mean, also another thing, an intentional statement is just the Lord. I, I, my heart longs to draw near to you now and, and to just be in total surrender. Uh, so in my heart, right now, I, I'm doing that. I mean, I'm. I mean, I, I'm. I i do not But I really need to be able to look back at, at back at a, a point in the space time history of my narrative and say, you know, on this date, I I, I, I totally surrendered. But it's it's a it's a, it's a daily struggle too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I mean, the enemy. Um, there are territorial. Demons, Mm -hmm. and they're out there, and uh, you know, i I can go in that direction. We need to. We need to really be careful. I remember when Mom and I flew into town on a windy day, and you picked us up at the airport, and you said something that that Rod was praying, and that he he said that you know your mom and dad have come to the attention of. I don't know if he said territorial demon. And I remember that time and date, and that would have been a time when mom and I were saying, you know, God has been good, gracious to us. We've not faced. Mm. And it was around, right around 2013, he's 14 ish. And then from then on, let me tell you, a lot of things happened that were really painful mm. in our family. Mm-hmm. You know, the loss of two <clears throat> grandchildren and Patty's brother's death, other things. My having to deal with the state board of um, behavioral health and an issue that was totally expunged, but
0: yeah, there's just a lot. Of, so a the lot enemy,
1: of the enemy does come after, and I, I, think for us to minimize that is like foolishness. Yeah, but I am not, you know, the thing that the go-to in Christian communities is, greater is he that's in you than he is in the world. Okay, that's good. Wait a minute. What does it mean to resist? It's it, wait a minute. It, this is a sure. battle. This is a fight. Yeah,
0: and you can't fight it alone. Yeah. And no, I agree. So anyway, I, I may have No, gone. No, I think that's really good, and I, I, I think the thing that's really hard for all of us is that you you can't. I don't think people talk in depth about what it tastes like and what it, the experience is like for God to come close to them. Right, so what we all are relatively familiar with is our sense of hopelessness, right? Our, our sense of right. powerlessness, our, right. our anxieties and fears, but we aren't so familiar with the robust conversation of of what it's like to have God come close, where it's okay, where the hopelessness feels terrible, but the closeness of God is enough to stand in it and to be there. And I hear what I hear you saying is the invitation to God from you is. Okay, if nothing changes, am I enough? Read uh, can am I enough? Can you follow me into this? Right. And what you've been saying up to this point, in different ways, not completely, because you're a man in process, is I don't think so. <laughs> like I need to be in charge of these things. At right. Least these and you talk about we
1: talk about that we look at the sin of Israel and we think, oh boy, that was terrible. And but then we all only in this modern world, well, modernness, but we. In, in the modern church, we look at that and we go, "Oh yeah, they they really struck." Wait a minute. They're 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 going after <clears throat> they're going after other gods.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I become my own god. Yeah, I become my own idol. Yeah, I mean self worshipped. I mean being able to take take charge. Uh, wow, well, I don't I don't know. I mean I, that certainly wasn't that. Where does this fit into discipleship? On another another podcast, another time. Sure. Where does it? Where does all this fit into discipleship? You know, it's one thing to memorize a lot of verses, do Bible do inductive Bible study, and but we, you know, what's my application? And the application. I mean, what's the depth of application? Where I mean, where am I in the moment with God? Mm. When we're doing, if you were doing soul care with me, like you, you question this morning, where are you with God? Well, right now. I'm in charge and God's nowhere in my life, yeah, uh-huh. I read my scriptures but and I'm obeying in some some areas but but in this one big thing i'm i I'm not gonna it it's like take trying to take a this is a silly example, but it's try a two year old in the corner with a, a snickers bar, my favorite um he's not and, he, and you're saying you need to you know you're, you're wiping things all. no no you, over the wall you need to give me the snicker bar and the little two year old just is not going to give up his snicker bar or her snicker bar right and and that's who we are and God is saying come drop the snicker bar step away from the wall and come to me
0: right that's a good good I think that's a great place to close it up dad <laughs> that's really good oh um. Uh thank you for yeah. uh, for um this conversation. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, I guess the Holy Spirit was on Michael because last night I'm like, "Hey, Michael, these are you know some of the things I'm going to talk about with my dad. What would you want to hear from my dad? And He's like, we need, you need to talk about vows. He needs to unpack that. So obviously the you think Spirit, we did I think so. I think and and if people have questions, they can definitely email us at city sure. at gmail.com. The other thing is that you can subscribe to our podcast uh, and like it on the different um, platforms like Apple and Spotify. But if you subscribe, there's uh, you'll see that there's an opportunity to subscribe for $3, $5, $10. Um, and that just helps us move this little podcast along, pays for its hosting, that kind of thing. So if you're interested in doing that, uh, it's pretty easy. Um, just follow the instructions. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Great to be here, Eric.